Today with Joseph Prince. The heroes of the parables of Jesus is always the last, the lost, not the found. And not the mighty, but the least. The lost, the last, the least. They are the, the heroes of the Bible. Amen. We say that prayer changes things. Yes. But actually, God is dispensing. God is ministering all the time. Prayer just puts you in the posture to receive. You know, I was preparing for uh, this Sunday and, and actually I have a sermon in mind that, that I think will get some hoots and hollers, but the Lord changed my sermon. While I was preparing for it, the Lord gave me a totally another sermon completely. And, and I, when I heard the Lord gave me that, you know, uh, He was telling me to preach that. I said, Lord, I preached on this sermon before. And but the Lord said to me, I'm gonna, I want you to share with them fresh insights, fresh revelations that I'm giving you. And I want you to see, I want, them, I want you to tell them to see that they are living in that hour, in that time. Amen. So it's a prophetic teaching today. It is for a time such as this. Let's go uh, straight away to the question that precipitated this uh, parable and the answer from our Lord. It's got to do with blessing in all its fullness. The hundredfold prosperity. Let's look at the question. Matthew 19. Peter answered and said to Jesus, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? What shall we have? We left everything, Lord, and followed you. What shall we have? Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of His glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, He's obviously referring to the disciples. Amen? There and there. But the next statement is for all of us. And everyone, are you an everyone? Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Now, he's not saying you leave in the sense of, you know, divorce and all that. No, he's saying that whatever you sacrifice for the sake of the gospel, even like, like Pastor Mark, as he goes uh, for uh, uh, the mission work in China, there's sacrifice involved, amen? Anyone that goes for mission work, there's sacrifice involved, but make sure you are doing it for my name's sake. And uh, here, Jesus says, but many who are first will be last, and the last first for the kingdom of heaven. So here we have this statement, many that are first will be last, and the last first. Now, he starts a parable to explain what shall we have therefore and the hundredfold blessing. Amen. Yet, he shared a parable to correct and to teach not just Peter but all of us that the motif and what caused us to, to uh, um, uh, the posture that we have in serving the Lord. That's more important. It's not the what, it is the why. Is the why you do things. Amen. You don't pray for victory. You pray from victory. Amen. You, you start from a posture of you are complete in Christ. Now you walk it out. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now walk it out. Act it out. Amen. So it's always why that's more important to God 
than the what that you do for God. Okay? So Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So he un he's answering the question, what shall we have? We left everything. Then he answered by saying, you'll receive a hundredfold. Yet he felt he need to teach them how to receive a hundredfold. Then he starts sharing this parable. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. So he went out early in the morning before nine. All right, early in the morning to the marketplace to hire laborers for his vineyard. Obviously, this landowner is our Lord Jesus because this is a parable of the kingdom of heaven. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a landowner. So he went out to the market to hire laborers for his vineyard. And then he, he says, uh, now when he had agreed, say it, agreed. Say it again. Agreed. One more time. Agreed. What is agreed? You come to a settled, amen, both bargain, a butter. The whole uh, principle of capitalism is built on butter system, right? We agree for such and such. I'll pay you this amount. And you, I, I work for you. You pay me this amount. It's an agreement, isn't it? It's very understandable to us. He's speaking our language, even the language of the people of his day. Uh, we understand that, right? So there's an agreement. In other words, he went out early, very early in the morning. We know it's before 9 a.m. And he saw this group of people and he told them, uh, go work for me. And they said, well, how much will you pay me? Say, all right, I'll pay you denarius. A denarius, a denarius a day, a, de a dinar. Even today in the Middle East, in many places uh, you go, it's called dinar. But in that day, a denarius is a full day's wage. A full day's pay. All right, daily wage. So they agreed. The landowner and the laborers agreed. Say agreed again. Okay, so he sent them. And he went, went about the third hour. And by the way, all this third hour Six hour, nine hour. Jesus was crucified at the third hour and he died uh, at the uh, ninth hour. In those days, they reckoned by hours, right? They divide their time with hours. The third hour will be 9 a.m. Okay? Jesus died at the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. So third hour is 9 a.m. So it's 9 a.m. and he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. Obviously, the first group that agreed with him is before 9 a.m., right? Okay, so now he went back to the market at 9 a.m. He saw others. He says, go also into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So any agreement? No, no agreement. They had to go based on his word, right? Whatever is right, go ahead, guys. Go and work for me. And whatever is right, I will give you. So there's no agreement. No dinner, nothing, right? So go. So they went. Again, he went out about the 6. The 6 would be 12 p.m noon, and the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m., and did likewise. So he went out again and got more laborers. Did likewise means what? No agreement. Based on whatever's right, I will give you. Then it says, and about the 11th hour, 11th hour, by the way, just to let you know that the Jewish uh, day ends at 6 p.m., which is the 12th hour. So 11th hour is what time? Five. Intelligent. I got, a, I got an intelligent bunch of people in my church. Amen? So their work ends at 6 p.m. That's their new day already. Okay? Got it so far? So this is 11th hour. So he went out. He found them. He says, why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. Go ahead. 
So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. Now God's system is always what? Beginning with what? The last. And then to the first. Man's system is always first to the last. Right? You know, the, the, the heroes of the parables of Jesus is always the last, the lost, not the found. And not the mighty, but the least. The lost, the last, the least. They are the, the heroes of the Bible. Amen. God's ways are always different from man's ways. Man glorifies the strong, the mighty, the, the superheroes. Wakanga. All kinds of, you know, heroes and incredible heroes and uh, iron hero and uh, flexible heroes and, you know, and little itsy bitsy heroes and, and spider webby heroes and all kind of heroes. But they, they're going to be mighty, something strong, right? But God, God is saying, if you want to see my power, I need to see your weakness. You need to allow yourself to be what you are. My strength is not manifested, it's not channeled, it's not flowing through your strength. Your strength is a hindrance to my strength. But when you are weak, then you are actually strong. Because my strength is the strength that's flowing through you. Can I have a good amen? Grace is attracted to your weakness. Amen? And one day that statement will also go around. Now the statement grace is contagious is getting very contagious. But the next one will be, Grace is attracted to your weakness. Don't be afraid to be what you are in the presence of God. He loves you. And you know what? He delights in the fact that you're willing to be weak in that area because it shows forth His strength, His power, His miracles. It's got to do with miracles because the word strength there is the word dynamite, which is used for miracles. Dunamis in the Greek. Okay, back to this. When the first came, okay, beginning from last to the first, last to the first. You know, this parable is, is really telling people, um, how many of you have ever been to the, in that place where maybe in, during school, uh, back in school, you, you were one of those that always will call upon last? How do you feel? Like you, when you play games, you know, they divide you into groups, right? And uh, people start picking out different ones. And then guess what? You're either the second last or the last. How do you feel? Or you found out that in the birthday invite or some invitation or, or to a party or whatever, you found out later on, somehow you found out that your name was mentioned last. And the inv invitation was given to you last. How do you feel? It's not a good feeling right now. Right? Well, this parable is for you. <laughs> it's for all those who ever felt that way before. And how they can end up winners. And not only that, they get the fullness of the blessings. Can I have a good amen? Okay, so here we go. And uh, they, when they, those who came who were hired by 11 hours, they each received a denarius. Now he starts with the last hour, who only worked one hour. He starts with them first. And then he gives them the full day's wage. In other words, would you agree that they got a hundredfold? Complete blessing, am I right? But when the first came, the very early in the morning, they supposed that they would receive more and they likewise received each a denarius. They supposed they would receive more. Why? They worked the whole day, right? 
But did they agree for a denarius? Yes. So they suppose they receive more, but they receive each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. Look at the response of the Lord. He answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil or stingy? Evil eye is actually a, a, a Hebraism for stingy. Like in the book of Proverbs, he that is, has a bountiful eye shall be blessed. He gives to the poor. All right? Jesus says, your eye is sound, single or sound, your whole body is full of light. Your eye is evil, stingy person, your, your body is full of darkness. So here he says, is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. Now, I've shared this before. Like I said just now, for the longest time, I was thinking to myself, what is this phrase? Many are called, few are chosen. It's in terms of blessing, in terms of rewards, in terms of what God gives to you, a hundredfold remuneration. So all of them are called, right? Early in the morning, 9 a.m. crowd, the noon crowd, the 3 p.m. crowd, and the 11 hour, 5 p.m. crowd. All of them are called, right? But few are chosen. Who are the ones that God chooses? God chooses the ones that allows Him, that gives Him the opportunity to show Himself in the goodness of His heart. But between the 9 a.m. and the 5 p.m., who do you think felt more grateful? The 5 p.m. Who trusted His goodness more? Who? Now you say 9 a.m.? No, I think the 9 a.m. probably had a thought that they'll get more as well because of the work they did. So somehow, it goes back to this, even among believers, why do we say someone is fully graced? They have more grace. I'll tell you this, they receive more. So the Lord says, many are called, but few are chosen. Who are the chosen ones? Those who choose His grace. Choose to give Him the opportunity to show the goodness of His heart. These are the ones the Lord chooses. Are you, are you getting this, church? And something else the Lord showed me. I was blown away when I saw this. This son, I went out to them. They didn't come to me. Every one of them, I went out. Say, went out. I went out to them. Early in the morning, they were standing there, right? If no one came for them, they'll still be there. The Lord went out. Just like the leper, I taught you all from the book of Leviticus, the leper can never come into the camp. But the priests went out to where the leper was. So here we find the word went out in this parable. And you know he went out how many times? Let's count together, okay? Early in the morning, Matthew 20, verse 1. He went out early in the morning, right? 1. Verse 3. <clears throat> he went out at 9 a.m., right? Verse 5, he went out about 12 p.m., right? And he went out about 3 p.m., four times. Not only noon, but also 3 p.m., right? He went out, right? And finally, the 11th hour, 5 p.m., he says he went out. Five. 
Five is very interesting. To a new creation church. God is bringing the fullness of the teaching of the Bible all back. Significance of names and numbers. And it's very interesting, right? There's a revolution going on. So five times, just like the, the prodigal son, he's, the father, he saw him, the father ran, the father embraced, the father fell on his neck, the father kissed him. There's five responses. Number of grace. Now, please don't choose to sit at the fifth row, at the fifth seat. Don't get extreme. Okay? I'm just teaching you from the Bible. You know, there are things that the Bible teaches. It's to show, show us that the Bible is inspired. Amen. So that's what the Lord showed me, which I never saw before. Never heard preach. And uh, the final one I want to show you is this, that I think that will bless you. It's really what the Lord said among Christians now. Now, forget about the, the, the early morning crowd, the butter crowd, the bargaining crowd, okay? The agreement crowd. Let's forget them for a while. Let's talk about the, all those who receive by grace, Right? Even amongst them, there are those who receive more. Right? Am I right? Look at this. Verse uh, 3. The 9 a.m. crowd. Whatever is right, I will give you. That goes for the people of noon. Whatever is right, I'll give you. And the 3 p.m. crowd. Whatever is right, I will give you. I will give you, right? Whatever is right. But the 11th hour, he said, Whatever is right, you will receive. You know, I read this so many times, I never saw it until the Lord just opened up to me. Okay? You know what's the difference or not? Okay, let me help you. Third hour includes the noon as well as 3 p.m. and the 5 p.m., the, the most graced, favored one. Okay? Whatever is right, and I am one, he says, I will give you. The 11th hour, whatever is right, you will receive. Okay, what's the difference? Duh, pastor, it's the same thing. <laughs> no. It's one thing for God to give. It's another for you to receive. The end time generation will receive. Now, for example, God told Israel time and time again, 40 years earlier, they didn't even have to wonder when they were at Kadesh Barnea. God had been saying to them even before they came. And while they were there, God kept on saying, and again and again, God says, I will give. Say give. I'll give you the land flowing with milk and honey. I'll give you the land flowing with milk and honey. I have given you the land. In fact, I have, in, the, in the Hebrew, I have past tense. I have given you the land flowing. I have given you. It's one thing for God to give. It's another thing for you to receive. They didn't receive, right? For 38 years, they didn't receive. It's possible for God to give and not us receiving. So those who are receive the fullness are those, those who are graced most are those who receive most. Simply put. That's why this is very important. This means I see God giving all the time. I'm a fool if I don't receive. Seeing prayer as a means, a mode of receiving. That is what prayer is all about. We say that prayer changes things. Yes, but actually God is dispensing, God is ministering all the time. Prayer just puts you in the posture to receive. 
So what is our response then? So sometimes you pray, it's not just receiving, you want to give to God, but it's a response. It's you receive the charis, the grace, then you you charis. Amen. You give thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. I, use, I, w- I was taught last time, you don't feel like anything, just thank God. It's very sad, isn't it? If, if you come to me and say, uh, Pastor Prince, I just want to be grateful to you. I say, for what? Nothing. Like, I just was taught that I must be grateful to you. You were taught to be grateful to me. You don't feel it in your heart? No. My mother asked me to come and say thank you. I don't know for what, just say thank you. It's very sad, isn't it? Even David says, praise the Lord. For he is good. His chassid endures forever. Amen? God is dispensing. I can only preach according to your receiving. So it ends right now. Bring me another vessel and there's no more vessel. The oil was stayed. You can take what you can take. So let's pray that God enlarges us even more. Do you know, many times I meet guest speakers, they say, your people are able to receive so much. And a long sermon, they've been trained. <laughs> if you expand the wineskin, give him praise. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Don't forget, he values highly that trust in his goodness. Amen? Friend, perhaps you say in your heart, well, Where do I get started in all this? First and foremost, you need to realize you're a sinner. We're all on a one-way road to everlasting destruction. We are lost as it is. It is not as if you reject Jesus, then you get lost. No, we are lost. But God so loved us, He He could easily have dispensed away with us the way we dispense with our rubbish, things we don't want anymore, things that does not serve any more use to us. We throw them in the, in the bin. A friend, God is not willing to lose you. And God allowed, or rather God designed, from His heart of love to send His Son. Why? Which one came first? Jesus died for us, then God loved us. Or God so loved us, He sent. He loved us first. That He sent His Son to die for our sins on that cross. And Jesus did a perfect work, my friend. If Jesus did not do a perfect work in removing our sins to the satisfaction of God's righteousness, Christ will not be raised from the dead. The Bible says, Christ was raised because of our justification. In other words, God accepted what Christ did at the cross. Then God raised Christ from the dead. His resurrection is our divine receipt that all our sins are put away. So friend, if you're here today and you want to make this real in your life, pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of your Son. My Lord Jesus Christ, Christ died for my sins and was raised from the dead when I was declared righteous. Thank you, Father. I now have a new identity before you. I'm your child, righteous, holy, 
blameless in your eyes. You see me as Christ. As Christ is, so am I. Thank you, Father. Jesus Christ is my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to tell you Jesus loves you. My friend, He loves you so much, He does not want you to be worried or anxious about anything because He's taking care of you. I'm so blessed to know that in Christ, we can live above stress, anxiety, and fear despite the dark times we live in. Are you going through a tough time today? Maybe it's a health or financial challenge. Maybe it concerns someone in your family. Be encouraged to know that there is no mountain or giant bigger than Jesus' love for you. Friend, I want you to live assured that our Lord Jesus is for you, not against you. When you truly believe this, you will find anxiety and fear melting away, and no attack of the enemy will prevail against you. And because I want you to really experience this, I've prepared a special teaching resource this month that I know will bless you. I believe that as you listen to this series, you'll step into the Lord's powerful peace and receive His abundant provision for all your needs. Thank you once again for your support, and God bless you. Receive Joseph's special teaching resource, the Living Free from Stress and Anxiety 4-CD audio series as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry today. Jesus' name is Yeshua. Yeah, there is Yahweh. Shua is safe. His name means Yahweh saves. What area in your life needs saving right now? The stress, the lying symptoms, and the answer is the same. The Lord loves you and the Lord saves. And for a gift of $75 or more, you will also receive Joseph's latest DVD album, Answers for Dark Nights and Difficult Seasons. You know, it's true that we have some of the best experiences with the Lord on the mountaintop. But you know something? Even David defeated Goliath in a valley. Our God is not just the God of the mountain, He's the God of the valley as well. What is the verse after year? Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? You prepare a table before me. Right in the valley, look for the table. Your future does not have to be like what it is today. God can change it. God is a God of hope. Amen. Find strength in knowing that God never leaves you nor forsakes you even in the hardest seasons of your life. Request your copy today. Call us toll-free at 877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org. Next week on Joseph Prince. You know, friend, we need to just meditate on the Word. Amen. You know, some studies they have done these studies tell us that when you listen to a sermon preach, you retain about 10 to 20 percent, only 10 to 20 percent. But if you read on that subject, you retain about 20 to 40 percent. Now, if you study on the subject, you retain 40 to 60 percent. Now, if you memorize, you memorize that subject, you memorize uh, uh, verses from, from Scripture, Right? Your understanding will be you retain 60 to 80%. But you know what's the golden key that costs you to retain 80 to 100%? Yep, you're right. Meditation. 
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us.